Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walcheff. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. Every week we talk about digital hospitality. You have to be a digital first business, mobile first. You have to sell things through your website, and you also have to be in the hospitality business. Um, the hospitality business has been severely impacted by COVID-19. Everything that we do in person, everything that we love um, is different. So you have to be able to do that online. Today we have a very special guest uh, from the Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control, Public Information Officer John Carr. Uh, thank you for coming on the show today. We, we appreciate it. Happy to be here. Thanks for uh, letting us have the opportunity to speak to all the great people who live in California. Well, I really appreciate it. You know, for for me as a small business owner, I've owned a restaurant and a bar for 12 years um, in San Diego. And for us, the the impetus for us to start the business was our Type 47 liquor license. Um, we took over an existing breakfast business and we brought a Type 47 license in and it allowed us to sell cocktails, beer and wine. Um, it allowed us to expand our business and really take care of our community over here in a safe way. Um, we've learned a lot in 12 years. Uh, we've, we've certainly learned a lot in the last eight weeks with COVID-19. I, I, I'd like for you to give us just kind of an overview of how many liquor, how many licenses are we talking about in the state of California? There's over 93,000 locations that the ABC licenses, and that includes, you know, a great variety of businesses. I mean, mm -hmm. anyone who sells, manufactures, or distributes alcohol in the state of California is licensed by the ABC. So, you can just think off the top of your head, every all these restaurants that we drive by, a lot of them have alcoholic beverage licenses. There's convenience stores, there's big grocery stores, there's what some people might refer to as big box stores that have alcoholic beverage licenses. There's, you know, those the liquor stores that people refer to as liquor stores. We've got distilleries, wineries, uh, you've got uh, large beer manufacturers. And then, of course, over the last you know decade, there's been this growth of uh, small beer manufacturers. A lot of people refer to those as craft beer you know, operators and uh, makers. And so we've seen growth in that area. And a lot of those places have restaurants. So there you have kind of a quick overview and, yeah. and a nutshell of, of the ABC's breadth. But from San Diego, right on up to the Oregon state line, uh, you know, and points south down to the Mexican border. ABC is the sole issuer of alcoholic beverage licenses in the state of California. I know so, that a lot of businesses have to get those local business permits so that you can have a business, say, in the city of San Diego, county of San Diego. Uh, but if you want to sell alcohol, make alcohol, distribute alcohol, then you have to have an ABC license. So now does that include also tech companies? Like I just became familiar with an app called the Saucy app where they're actually um, selling alcohol directly to consumers kind of in the gig economy. Those, um, you know, I, I need to actually do a little more research in that area, Sean, for your listeners. But uh, suffice it to say that anyone who is going to sell alcohol, you know, through, you know, whatever business, they've got to be licensed in California if they're selling alcohol you know, to uh, customers in, yeah. within our state. Yeah. So that that would include DoorDash and Uber Eats and all the, the big 
Well, I, you know, I don't know. I'd have to look specifically at those different corporations. I think a lot of people are thinking I go online with an app and I can order my alcohol, but it's usually like maybe through a restaurant, say like mm-hmm. yours, where they're ordering the food and the alcohol, but the delivery app is actually the window for a patron to go in, make an order, buy, and then that stuff is delivered to people. Um, we don't license the delivery companies. They're a totally separate entity. And, and we do have on our website what they call third-party, you know, um, provider, you know, so that you have the business and then they hire a delivery service to take their goods out to a customer. That third-party delivery company is actually sort of a, a branch of the restaurant or the bar or the store where you have to purchase the alcohol. So we don't license the delivery companies. And and I just, you know, as far as DoorDash and Uber Eats and all those places, I can't say with 100% confidence that those places don't have licenses, but I don't believe they do. Okay. They're that just provide. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'd love for you to talk, to talk to us about how does regulatory relief, how does that process happen? Because what Governor Gavin Newsom did, what your department did, um, was a huge benefit to businesses like ours. Um, and I, I really want to thank you because our business was, you know, we've been able to stay open the last eight weeks because of the alcohol to go specifically for us as a type 47. But I know that is just a subsection of so much change that you guys have made in the last eight weeks to help licensees really stay on their feet um, so that they can continue to do what they've been in business to do. Well, first of all, you know, good for you and your creativity with your business, Sean, and to all the businesses that have figured out a way in this environment to turn their business basically upside down on the fly. I mean, to do a 180 and say, okay, we're no longer an inside patron operation, we're a takeout operation. And to be able to do that on the fly and keep people working is just absolutely remarkable under these circumstances because the economic stress, my goodness, look at all the people we've uh, who are looking for work now that uh, filed for unemployment. It has just been unbelievable what has occurred over the last 10 weeks. And none of us could have seen this type of tidal wave coming. Um, But the process, you might be asking, well, how does this regulatory relief come about and everything? And I'm so glad to hear it has helped some businesses. Um, The process has basically been ABC's, you know, leadership has said, we need to keep an open door, an open mind. We need to listen to the people who are running businesses out there to figure out ideas from them, how they can run their operation, keep people on the payroll, and also provide food, which has been deemed essential. And the, and the governor, you know, expressed that in the uh, in the original announcement that restaurants could stay open. But and you know, at first I think we were at 50 patrons, then it was 10 patrons, and then it was no longer inside, and we got to go to takeout. Uh, and then there were a lot of ideas brought to us. Well, can we sell mixed? alcoholic beverages to go. And so we listened to the industry. We were sat down and wrote, um, you know, our own ideas from an enforcement and regulatory uh, perspective, you know, to help keep things safe and came, you know, came up with, you know, the ideas that we got, you know, from the creative business community. And then our experience in enforcement and regulation wrote it up and then 
you know, sent it up the chain to the governor to see if we could get temporary regulatory relief to allow businesses to do things like sell, you know, alcoholic beverages to go, provided they were in a sealed container and, uh, you know, transported like in the trunk of a vehicle or in a safe part of the vehicle where it was away from passengers. So, uh, you know, those that's kind of how it came about. Sean's we heard from people like yourself and said, hey, look, we think we can we can at least keep some people going here. We can provide a service and we want to work with you. And here's some ideas that we have. And so uh, our door's still open. We're still listening to ideas. We just put out fourth regulatory relief notice yesterday talking about the potential expansion of premises areas so that these premises can distance people, you know, and set them further apart because they need more room. Uh, so how do you do that? And so we received a lot of ideas on that. Uh, we wrote that up. We put it out yesterday and it applies, unfortunately, to only those locations where the stay at home orders have been lifted and local and state health officials have said, OK, it's safe now to allow people to do inside dining. But hopefully we're all getting closer to that. And, and you know, that would um, at least from the what we've heard from the industry would give them, uh, you know, some leeway to serve customers if they could have maybe a, 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 a patio area or a parking lot or, you know, like maybe a shared patio with another business where they could kind of keep control on what's going on there and make sure that alcohol isn't getting in the hands of minors and that, you know, people aren't imbibing too much and that they don't put themselves and others in harm's way. So uh, we continue to listen to those ideas and we're going to keep continuing to listen to those ideas. Yeah, well, I think for me, it's just it's been fascinating, you know, as as a small business owner, because typically the sentiment, you know, from other people that I talk to that run restaurants, they run bars, you know, the sentiment is that government is working against them. And this is the exact opposite is you've been working so hard on our behalf to help us creatively. You don't have the answers, but you're giving us the opportunity to find our own answers in a safe way. Um, and I think that's the most important thing is because we all want to do what's safe. That's why we got into business to do, um, especially those that are lucky to still be in business, um, lucky to be in a position now where they can start reopening their dining rooms and start to consider using their patios or using their parking lot. Um, what what specifically are there, like California Restaurant Association, are there big organizations that are, uh, that are industry voices that are advocating on our behalf um, that you see? We've heard from all kinds of, you know, different organizations, Sean. It's the, the doors open. We're open to ideas. And um, the whole leadership here has been all about be flexible. Let's practice education. Let's prefer education over enforcement during a pandemic when businesses are really struggling. Let's make sure we listen to cities and counties who are on the ground and closer to, you know, the businesses that they serve and keep this open door and let's figure out how all of us can work together to get through this um, because, you know, the reality is uh, we all need each other. <laughs> sure. And we all need each other to get through this. Um, you know, businesses need government to make sure there's a level playing field. Government needs businesses because they pay, you know, taxes to support government services uh, to help law enforcement, to help firefighters and pay for roads and all the things that all of us use. So, it's, uh, you know, it's it's got to be a give and take and an open mind and a, and a flexibility. And we're committed to that. Uh, and we're, we'll see where all this leads. But uh, 
everything we've been trying to push it out, you know, through our mass email distribution list, Sean, that anyone can mm -hmm. sign on to really easy. It takes about 30 seconds. You just go on the homepage of our website and there's a little button called subscribe, click. And that way, when we send out a notice, you get it directly and instantly. So you can go, okay, I can read through this myself and figure out kind of what's going on here. And if I have questions, I'm just going to call the ABC and ask, hey, clarification, can I do this? Am I going to get in trouble? Is this going to put me in a pickle? Um, so we really do encourage that. And we encourage people to call us or email us or whatever. We're uh, we're not eight to five. We're listening <laughs> and sure. we're looking at things. We're, we're trying to run as fast as we can, but to make sure, you know, that we're crossing T's, dotting I's and, and making sure we're going about this safely, as you've stressed a number of times. Sure. And I think, you know, one of the important things that people tend to forget and not, I know small business owners don't forget, but there's always the, the other, other side of having the opportunity to sell something. So just before the call, I was talking to Kevin Howard, who's my insurance broker at Rancho Mesa, and just talking about the liability side, because if we do extend our premise, now I need to make sure that my general liability is updated. So I'm sure there's the insurance companies also have to adjust because they are in business to make sure that we're safe, but also that they're safe, that they're protected. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think everybody's had to adjust. This has been, uh, this has been unbelievable. I mean, we all had this just dropped on us, and then we had to immediately ask ourselves, what can I do? What can I do to serve my community in the best way possible? How can I do it safely? Uh, and how can we figure out a way that gets people back to work and gets them back to work safely? Because um, all of us want to see people get back to work. Um, we want to see businesses reopen. It's just that we have to make sure that we're all cognizant and doing everything we can to keep people from getting this terrible disease that's spread and we had, there's no vaccine yet. So we have to do all these things, you know, to keep people safe. And that's, uh, it's definitely been um, a huge challenge. And I know it's been a huge challenge to the hospitality industry. Uh, you, you felt it well, you know, like a tidal wave. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. For us, we we laid off 27 servers and bartenders, and those are people that we love. They're part of our family. Um, they're part of what makes us tick. And we're fortunate that we have a restaurant. We serve food so that we actually can sell alcohol to go. Um, those are the things that I I know. The, I'm guessing uh, from the outside that you've probably done more work in the last 10 weeks than you know. It's just been so much work on your plate, which is not just on your side, but everybody's side. I mean, we're, we're all literally running a brand new business. And at least what we're seeing is that you're willing to adapt. And because you're adapting, you're allowing businesses to continue to do what we do. And that's be creative, find different ways to do the things that we love to do to keep our community going, but to keep our businesses going. Um, have you seen in the last 10 weeks that there's been any spike in the number of complaints towards any of the regulations that you have passed or things that, you know, maybe that was, we, we, we need to look at, at, at what we did there and possibly rein that back in. No, we haven't, we, we really haven't had that, that many complaints. I mean, uh, I think there's 50,000 locations in California that in some way, shape or form serve food and, sell alcohol at locations where you go and normally, typically in normal times, 
consume alcohol on the premises, restaurant, bar, brewery, brew pub, I mean, wineries, I mean, all these different places, right? And out of all those places, I think when I was looking at the last count that was given to us from the enforcement side of the house, I think that as of like about a week and a half ago, they had visited about 111 locations throughout the state of California that had reopened and allowed dining in, you know, in violation of the stay-at-home orders. Um, the agents basically either picked up the phone or we went and paid a visit and said, hey, stay-at-home orders haven't been lifted. You really need to, you know, we need to turn you to a takeout-type business. Mm -hmm. You can't have inside patronage yet. We all want to see it. We're not there yet. So you're going to have to you're going to have to close that down for now. The compliance has been, you know, way up there. Very few yeah. have, have very few have been obstinate and said, no, we're not going to shut down. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to get into that point really much, Sean, because I think then people have this idea that, you know, that's that's the lay of the land. The lay of the land has been people have been remarkably compliant. Uh, people have been gracious, open-minded, um, have really picked up the phone and checked with us and, and said, hey, can we do this or how can we help? <laughs> uh, yeah. And so it, um, that's been good. The only thing that I, I would like to just get out to anybody who does run a restaurant or a liquor store and they use the delivery services, Sean, is to have really good communication with those people you hire to deliver the product. Um because we've noticed that there has been there's been some problems with delivery drivers not double checking uh, checking IDs or making sure that those lids are are, are good and sealed, uh, and we've had some issues with that. And we're doing we're going about our own business on how we deal with those kinds of things. And so I'm not going to get into all that, but I just it would be great if the restaurants you know just thought about the fact that when I hire that delivery app or I use that delivery app or I use that delivery service, I'm going to call them and I'm going to tell them look. I run this business and I want to make sure everything is, you know, right down the line. So please, yeah. when you deliver the alcohol, just make sure you check the ID and give it to someone who's a legal age. And we know they have to practice distancing and we get it. We also know delivery drivers are in a big hurry and they have provided a service during the pandemic that everyone looks at and says, thank you. Um, but we just need them to double check the IDs and uh, you know, make sure that stuff is uh, delivered safely. Yeah, no, the, you're you're completely correct, and I think you know one of the things as, as restaurant owners, the, the reason a lot of restaurant owners didn't open up is because they didn't believe that their food they could deliver the same quality food in either as the way it was packaged, either the way it was presented. But that also goes for cocktails. You know, for us serving cocktails, it's it's a craft cocktail. If we're making a margarita, that's we, we want to make sure it's the best margarita possible. Um, and we also want to make sure it's the best barbecue possible. So the amount of challenges that are happening with third-party del deliveries, you're absolutely right. We do communicate with them, but they're also adding new units. So you know, when we when we call them, sometimes we're not going to actually get the right person that we need to talk to. But that doesn't mean that we don't want to do it in a safe way. And what what from what I see from how much work you've been doing to continue, not just 
phase one, but phase two, phase three. I mean, the amount of regulations that you've eased up or added um, has just been an incredible benefit to so many different businesses and, and the alcohol industry as a whole. You know, and I think that's something that's a testament. I'm sure you guys don't get a bunch of thank you notes sent up there to thank you for all the hard work you're doing. Um, but I, I'm sure it's nice to hear that th- that there are stories in every community and every village for that people that are making it that are able that we're able to stay open. You know, really for the last eight weeks, um, you, it was a huge lifeline for us. Uh, one thing I did want to ask is, do you guys look at what other states do to find out ones that have allowed alcohol to go? Um, and how did they do it and if they did it well? Or do you just kind of operate, this is California and this is we're going to kind of rely on what we do here? Well, we always look at, you know, you know, information that comes into us, just like everybody else. We're in the information age and there's a lot of information out there. But I have to tell you, this was a California driven process and it was California businesses that picked up the phone, that emailed, that came up with ideas, that collaborated brought some things to our attention. And we also were thinking, what can we do on our end to serve the people whom government serves? So uh, we just thought about that. You know, how can we how can we do this safely? How can we ease regulations um, back off an enforcement during a pandemic when businesses are just climbing a, you know, this incredibly tall mountain? So um, it was, you know, it was really, I mean, California's created a business community that was a main driver and, you know, and, and uh, ABC's leadership and being willing to open the door, listen, and then act. And, and when I say act, I mean, write up the regulations, clean it up, get a living document that could be reviewed by the highest levels of government to allow for this temporary regulatory relief to go into effect. So, um, it's it's uh, you know we 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 do have to give credit to uh, you know all all the creative businesses out there that came up with ideas and uh, you know local city and county people had good ideas and and uh, and then our own people who you know brought to the table uh, their expertise in trying to write these things up have them make sense and then get them out and then have our staff ready and willing to answer those calls and emails. And to understand that people are in a hurry to try to turn things around uh, because they're under the gun. Yeah, and I I know you probably can't answer this, and I know that it's written into law for a reason, and it makes sense because we're living in an uncertain world, and making a guarantee on something that isn't guaranteed tomorrow doesn't make any sense. I know that these regulatory reliefs can be removed within a 10-day notice. Um, Is that correct? That's right. So uh, I guess my question would be if it does at some point deem that we are going to remove some of these regulations and let's say that alcohol to go was removed and no longer offered, what would a small business owner be able to do to let them know that we, we would like to keep that into the future, that we think that actually serving alcohol to go is safer for us than serving it on premise, which we've actually found right now it's we're much more comfortable checking ids and sending a margarita home with somebody that has barbecue than knowing that they're here watching a football game and maybe they have one margarita and a beer and then getting in a car and going um but what would you say to to a business owner that wanted to keep that well we've certainly heard a lot of people say that they want to want to keep these things but the reality is is that these things are temporary because abc cannot change the law 
by itself. We're a regulatory agency. The law has to get changed through the legislature. So I think people can pick up and the phone and talk to their, you know, their legislators or their council members or supervisors um, and say that, you know, this thing has uh, helped our business or whatever and, and explain all of that. And that would go through the legislative process. That wouldn't be something that we decide on our own, you know, because like I said, we're in, we're a regulatory agency. We're not sure. a, we're not a lawmaking body. Well, on behalf of uh, all the small business owners that I know and all the uh, restaurants and, um, you know, bars that do serve food, the people that I've talked to, I, I, I do I do honestly want to say thank you to you and the leadership team and Governor Gavin Newsom. Uh, you know, a lot of this stuff goes under underreported in the news, uh, but there are, you know, winning business stories and especially in times of crisis to know that, you know, you guys work so hard and I know people don't reach out to tell you thank you. Um, I do want to thank you for for the regulatory relief. I hope that, um, you know, we get back, bars get opened up, that we find we find a, a way to do this in a safe manner. But we, we don't know. I mean, that's the bottom line is no matter what. I mean, we're reopening lots of California, lots of America, and we're all going to do the best we can to maintain to be safe and make sure that this virus doesn't spread and we don't have more hot spots and that the virus doesn't, you know, that we don't become a place where we're the reason why somebody gets gets sick. I mean, that's the last thing we want as, as a business, but um, we also want to be in business. <laughs> you know, we want to be in business for the long term. So, but thank you very much for your time. I know you're very busy. I appreciate the, uh, the time today. Is there anything else you wanted to let our listeners know um, as far as ABC and the best way to, uh, you know, what, what you guys are doing, what you, what you've never been able to say? <laughs> No, that's it. That's it's. It's nice to hear that some businesses are able to, you know, make their way through this pandemic and keep their operations at least going. And hopefully, we can see things open up more, and you can bring more people back to work, and all of us can see people going back to work. That uh, I'm sure we all, you know, in all the different workplaces, we miss seeing them. <laughs> we, well, yeah, we like them around. We like the the work that they do to serve the public. Um, so. We just say, we're going to be here. We're going to be flexible. We're going to be open-minded. We're going to do what we can to serve the people and make sure that we do it in a way that's safe and that we want everyone to stay safe. We want people to get back to work, Sean. And we are going to continue to you know, enforce when we need to enforce. But um, our, our preference right now is education and, and working with communities and trying to help everybody get through this. And... Uh, that's not going to change. Yeah, well, we, uh, we we couldn't be more proud of your guys' leadership. We're very excited. Like I said, it's not just our business that benefits. We we buy growlers from a local manufacturer, uh, beverage factory. They can't keep growlers in stock because of how many you know businesses around San Diego are coming to them to get growlers. So um, thank you for on their behalf as well. Um, you know, it's 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 one of those things you you don't realize when when you do some regulatory relief how how far down that goes that chain goes but people there get to stay at work our team gets to stay at work people that sell us the alcohol they get to stay at work so it really does have a huge impact so thank you very much john for your time all right thank you sean stay safe be well and the same to all the the great listeners that are following your program i appreciate it thank you so much john have a great day 